Hi there, welcome to the Slow Down Stacy podcast. I'm Stacy and I'm your host. Um, this week I really wanted to dig into body image issues and it has been something that is a really big topic for me. For myself personally, I've dealt with body image issues pretty much my whole entire life. Like I feel like my earliest memories in like elementary school even were of kind of feeling nervous about my body and being self-conscious in gym class and just kind of being aware that I wasn't necessarily like super fit, which is kind of wild because I was never really in elementary school anyways, like overweight. But I think that's the case for a lot of people. I actually saw a recent study that said that 70% of women with a BMI in the normal range is and they're not classified as overweight in the BMI standard, which I know BMI is not always like 100% like the end all be all. But even still, 70% of people with that standard of normal body weight say that they feel the need to lose more weight. And I think that this has to do with a lot of different factors. Um, But I think that women are being held up to a unreal reasonably high standard. And I think that as a parent of a young girl, you know, my daughter's two and a half years old, I do worry a lot. Like I know how much my body image has affected me and, you know, throughout my life, things that I've avoided doing because of body image, even if I was like in a healthy weight, like I still felt like, oh, I'm too, you know, poochy to wear a bikini, you know, um, and things like that or whatever it is, I, I would avoid a lot. And I worry a lot about my daughter. And so I really wanted to dig into some research and try to find out what are some realistic things that I can do and that you can do as the mother or father of a daughter to help our daughters to not face the same fate that we have faced with our body image. And so I did a lot of research for you guys. I can't wait to dig into this podcast episode. I think you guys are going to really get a lot out of it. I know that I got a lot out of doing this research. And with that said, let's go ahead and begin. Alrighty. So point number one to remember when you are trying to address your child and address like body image and these sort of things is that body images form a lot earlier in life than we would think that they do. So body image issues start as early as elementary school. As early as four years old, kids are starting to compare their body to other kids' bodies. And they're starting to kind of develop awareness of like where their body stands in regards to the bodies of their peers. And so that's something to kind of keep in mind is that, you know, you might think, oh, you know, that's not a conversation that we need to have until she's a teenager or much older. But the fact of the matter is, is that these thoughts and processes are beginning to develop at a very young age. And it's not something that you can really put on the back burner, because if you do, by the time that it starts to become an issue, it might be too, not too late, but it'll be a lot more difficult to get that issue taken care of. So something you can do while they're still young, this is like preschool, elementary school age, is to keep your own conversations about your weight and dieting and image to a minimum. So I know a lot of times we have our own conceptions of our bodies, like, you know, and I'm sure we saw our parents, like our mom maybe, with somebody who is obsessively dieting or always talking about needing to lose weight or being unhappy with her body and all of those things. And that's really one of the first cues that we need to kind of pick up on because our daughters are 
internalizing that. Like they see us standing on the scale every morning and they see how that number on the scale affects our mood. They see how we might skip meals or we might really restrict very heavily or even if we're binging, right? Like they might see like, okay, mom had a bad day. And so she's binging on food, you know? Um, And they start to kind of pick up on these habits and on these ways of being before we even have a chance to talk to anyone about, you know, body image, before we have the chance to even really conceptualize these things, like they're already starting to understand body image and weight issues and these sort of things by our own actions. And they're going to start to mirror that. So if we have parents that were very into diet culture, we're always on diets, always trying to lose weight, there's a good chance that we also grew up to be kind of preoccupied with those things. So something to think about is how do we break that cycle with them? And how do we kind of, you know, create a new environment, a positive environment where body image isn't a major focus of our lives? So part of that is modeling a pot is positive body image with yourself for them and then it will start to seem more normal for them so even if you feel kind of uncomfortable in your skin uncomfortable in your body you know maybe not making your children super aware of that or like a big part of that you know discuss discussion you know like don't talk to your kid about oh mommy's so fat mommy needs to lose weight mommy looks ugly mommy looks gross you know those sort of things like you may feel that way um and I think that it's healthy to talk about it I don't think you should bury it deep inside your soul but I think that your child might not be the appropriate person to have that conversation with because they're going to start to internalize it and you know obviously your kid is going to look a lot like you so they're going to start thinking well if mommy thinks she's ugly gross disgusting whatever what does that say about me and then that's going to start to kind of become a bigger issue all on its own and that's something that I think you know we say harsh words about ourselves and I think that it would kill us inside to hear our daughter talk so harshly about herself the way that we talk about ourselves like I know for me I can be my worst critic and I'll be sitting over here like oh my gosh I'm so fat I need to lose weight. How am I a size six? I need to be a size four. This is unacceptable, like all of this stuff. And if my daughter was like thinking about herself in those terms of like my stomach's gotten too big, I can't wear a swimsuit, I can't do this or that because, you know, like I would just feel so heartbroken for her and I would just feel like, no, like this isn't okay. Like you're beautiful, sweetie. And I think that we just need to, you know, model that for them that we're beautiful. And I think that if she sees that her mom loves herself for who she is, then it's going to make sense to her for to love herself for who she is and to not be overly critical, which I know can be really difficult. Um, and another thing is, is that you shouldn't try to make a point about making commentary about your child's body, even if it's a positive comment, because we don't want to make their appearance the focus of their life. Like we don't want them to think that the way that they look is the most important thing about them, right? Like we, even if we're like meaning well, and we're like, you're so, so beautiful. You're so stunning, gorgeous. You have like, are so skinny, whatever. That's just going to set them up to where they feel like that's the most important thing about them. And then what happens if they lose that? Like what happens if they gain weight? What happens if they, you know, maybe get in an accident or something, you know, like they're going to feel like their whole world is crashing down because of the fact that the thing that they think is the most important thing about them might not be the same as what it was, you know? Um, And so I think that it's very important to not 
make body image the focus, even if we're meaning it in a positive way, trying to make sure that, yeah, you can still compliment their appearance, but that you're still making sure to compliment their intelligence, their work ethic, their drive, ambition, anything like that, that is, um, more consistent so that they're not building up. I mean, we all know at the end of the day, you get older, looks fade and all of that. And we don't want to set them up to a point where they do have their looks fade and they're despairing because of the fact that that was what they built their whole self-confidence on was their looks. All right. So number two is to be aware of what media your child is consuming. So Project Eat did a study and they found that girls who read weight loss articles were six times more likely to engage in unhealthy weight control behaviors. So these unhealthy weight control behaviors could be fasting, skipping meals per se, um, binging, purging, laxatives, all of these sort of things were six times more likely to happen if the child was reading a lot of weight loss articles and things like that. So I think that that's something to really keep in mind is like, you know, monitoring that sort of information that the child has. It's also been shown that girls who are adolescents or, you know, younger than that even and started dieting are significantly more likely to have a binge eating problem later on in life, which is going to be setting them up for failure and put them in a cycle of like yo-yo dieting, which I think a lot of us are familiar with. And it's not fun to go through the restrict, 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 lose the weight, and then binge, 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 gain the weight. And then you're just on this like, you know, little hamster wheel going around. And I think that any of us could agree, we don't want that for our daughters. We don't want them to be so fixated on food and what they're eating and how much they're eating. And then, you know, all of that, like, it's not a fun way to live. Um, also, another thing to look at is the pro-Anna websites that are becoming very popular. Um, there's pro-Anna websites, there's pro-Anna blogs, like on Tumblr, there's pro-Anna material on Pinterest. It's like really everywhere. And, you know, children and teens that look at pro-Anna material are much more likely to develop an eating disorder. And actually the ones that have eating disorders that look at pro-Anna material, they are more likely to have, um, remissions and more difficulty when it comes to recovering from eating disorder. Now, if you aren't familiar, pro-ana, it's basically pro-anorexia. And so this is material that is encouraging girls to not eat. Um, there's things like the inspiration. And so that is showing girls that like maybe are down to like skin and bones and using those images as inspiration as to what you would like to look like. These um, pro-Anna inspiration type blogs could be encouraging girls like just don't eat today or challenge like let's eat less than 500 calories every day for a month or things like that that are, you know, encouraging an eating disorder, um, tips on how to, you know, hide an eating disorder from your parents or things like that. These are all going to be things that they could find on a pro and a website. And that content's very harmful. The good news is, is that it's been shown that parental involvement in their child's media consumption cuts the risk of eating disorders in half. So just you monitoring your kid's content and making sure that they're not looking at pro-Anna websites, they're not looking at, you know, a bunch of dieting websites, they're not 
actively looking into losing weight in unhealthy ways, um, that is enough to cut the risk of eating disorders down significantly. And so I think as a parent, we want to blame the media a lot and say, you know, throw our hands up in the air and say it's out of our control. It's the media that's corrupt, society that's corrupt and all of this. And while that may be true, I think that there's something to say that an involved conscious parent can do a lot of good for the child, um, even in a toxic environment with like media and society and all of those things. We have a lot more influence than I think that we um, sometimes give ourselves credit for. Obviously, there's outside influences, and that's important to take note of, but there's things that we can do, which leads me to point number three, which is that we need to start teaching our children to be critical of media. So we want to make sure to teach them about Photoshop and editing and all of this stuff and like take real life opportunities to talk to them about that, especially in the day of like Instagram and Instagram editing. Like there's a million editing apps. Like I've seen advertisements for apps where it's like you can completely swipe over an image in the background. And it'll remove it for you. Like you can do like professional level editing on your Instagram pictures and you know, that's something that it used to be like, okay, you could look at a magazine and say this magazine's edited and whatever. But now it's becoming something where it's like, you know, people in everyday life are editing their pictures to that same level of like a magazine. And so I think that it's really important to talk to your child about that, especially if they are on social media and they're active on social media. I am personally not anti-social media. I know there's a lot of parents out there that are like, I would never let my kids on social media. I think that it's toxic and all of this. But what I really think about social media is that it's really the what you get out of it is kind of like what you're putting into it. So social media is not going to really show you things that you aren't looking for. And I think that's like what's so scary about social media is that it's a reflection of ourselves in a way. You know what I mean? If you're being really like critical of your body and your all of all of these things, you might start following like a lot of diet accounts, fitness accounts, health accounts, all of these things. And then you're going to be bombarded with pictures of like super tiny tan small girls and then that could maybe affect your self-esteem my biggest advice to anyone on instagram tiktok you know twitter facebook anything is to be very conscious of the accounts that you're following if there is an account that you notice you're looking at this page and it's making you feel bad about yourself unfollow it you have that control And so I think that that's something to talk to your kids about as well is kind of teaching them about how to use social media. I know that social media has its downsides, but at the same time, we can use it, I think, as a really good force for good Um, and like talking about positive topics, spreading love, spreading positivity. All of these things can be accomplished with social media. Um, It's just not adding fuel to like what's bad by like following it, engaging it, all of that stuff. I think if we stop doing that, I think we'll notice a change in how social media really is um, looked at. Now, another thing is, is when you're watching TV with your children to point out any unhealthy body image um, content to them and start a conversation with them about it. So I know like for me, like looking back on some shows from like the 2000s and 90s, like 
I think anti-body image content was way more popular than like I was like watching an episode of Friends and I was kind of shocked at some of the things that were said or even like How I Met Your Mother, which is a little bit, you know, more recent, you know, like there was a girl who was on a date with uh, Ted, the main character, and they had found out, his friends had found out that his date used to be like um, pretty overweight and so they were blowing up his phone, calling him saying like, no, 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 don't go out with her because she's, you know, used to be overweight and she lost weight and she's going to get fat again. You're going to be dating a fat girl. And Ted was like, oh no, like, thanks for saving me from that. And, and, you know, so I think when you see a storyline like that, where it's kind of like, oh no, nobody wants to be with the fat girl because she could be fat. Like, you know what I mean? Just something like that. I think it's really important to kind of talk to your child about that and be like, you know, how does that make you feel when they say that? And, you know, like, yeah, this is like a TV show that's popular, but you should know that like your body image doesn't have anything to do with the content of your character. Like really, it's really quite wrong that him and his friends are making such a big deal about this girl, you know, having been overweight in the past and just kind of making a big deal about like, oh, well, she could get fat again and you would be stuck with a fat girl. Like talking to your daughter about that and your son also, importantly, your son, and just kind of, you know, mentioning like that kind of talk is not okay. And, you know, it's not okay for you to talk about other people that way. And that's not true, what you're seeing on TV that is not true and that's not acceptable language to be using, acceptable behavior. And there's nothing that is okay about judging someone for their appearance that way. So I think that those kinds of conversations are very, very necessary. And I would just say that that's another stepping stone that you can have with encouraging your daughters to have a positive outlook on their body. Um, number four is encouraging a healthy view of food and food behaviors, not a weight related view of food. So this means that there's not going to be any good or bad foods and that everything that you can have is okay in moderation. So instead of being like, you can't have cookies, cookies are bad for you. You can't have ice cream. Ice cream is bad for you saying like, okay, if you eat healthy, you know, all day, you can have like a little cookie as a snack and that's fine. At the end of the day, like a little dessert, you know, that's okay because at the end of the day, it's almost like that yo-yo cycle, right? Like if you go and like off the deep end, like you can't have any sugar, you can't have any, you know, whatever, right? That's totally valid. But at the same time, when they do start to have sugar, since it has been so forbidden, it's such a forbidden fruit, they're going to go crazy on it. And I think that we've all seen that kid at a birthday party whose parents never let them have sugar and then they get sugar and they just go insane. And you're just like, oh my goodness, you know, this is next level. And so I feel like definitely having that in moderation, that that's going to really make a difference. And I think that that's really going to help in the long run 
to help make sure that your children have a good and healthy relationship with food. Another thing is to talk about food and how foods are fuel for our body and that food is good for us. So we don't want to necessarily make food the enemy. And I think for a lot of people that have been struggling with weight issues, um, as you know, like I've struggled with weight issues. Like at my highest weight, I was 250 pounds. And then at my lowest, I was down to 110. And I think that definitely you start to get to a point when you focus on weight loss and you focus on diet and body image and all this stuff, you start to get to the point where, yeah, your weight can become a bit of an enemy for you and you can start to kind of get angry and resentful and you start to look at food as like the adversary and you're just like, no, 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 like I can't deal with food. And I think that when you start to realize that food is not the enemy and food is fuel for your body and your body needs food to fuel itself, that that's going to be a game changer. I know for me, I got into weightlifting and that became a really important thing for me. And with weightlifting, you can't build muscle if you're not eating enough food. And for a long, 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 long time, I'd be eating like maybe a thousand calories a day in order to lose weight. Um, but you know, you can't build muscle on that. You can't get stronger on that. So I started to up my calories to about 1800 a day and I started to get really good results. And then that's when I started to have like this really kind of enjoyable relationship with food where I was like, food is great. And like food can be so amazing for you and food can give you results and fuel you. And I feel so amazing when I'm eating really well. And I think that that's the relationship that I'd want Sophia to have. And I think that our daughters would need to have with food. It's just understanding like food is such an amazing part of life. It's nothing to be afraid of. It's nothing to be angry at. It's nothing to be, you know, any kind of way about it's to enjoy. And that's what it's for enjoyment, for fueling your body, for, you know, helping you to grow, all of these things. And these are things that I think would be really good to talk to your child about, as well as with exercise. Like exercise has so, 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 so many benefits. Weight control is a benefit, but there's so many benefits outside of exercise control, outside of exercise, outside of weight control that exercise can do for you. And so I think having that conversation about like, you know, how it boosts your mood, how it reduces your risk of a lot of diseases and just so many things. Like it's such a good thing to participate in. So I think definitely talking about it from that point of view is going to make a big difference for our girls because they're going to start to notice like, okay, I have a healthy lifestyle because there's a lot of benefits to having a healthy lifestyle and it makes me feel good and it's enjoyable and all of these things. Not because I need to get my body to look a certain way. I'm not going to torture myself or go to extreme lengths to have the body that I want. I'm going to love myself enough to treat my body right and to feed it and nourish it properly and to exercise so that it gets the use that it needs. And I think that that's going to make all of the difference. All right. Now, point number five, I think is the very most important point out of anything, because I think without point number five, all is lost. So point number five is to keep the lines of communication open. Now, this is going to be really, really important Because if your child doesn't feel like they can communicate with you, you could do everything else right. And then they still end up having like really bad body image issues, right? Because they feel like they can't come to you. And that's not even the only issues. Like a lot of issues can happen if your child doesn't feel like they can communicate with you. 
So something that really helps with that is to have a zero tolerance policy for weight teasing or fat talk. So if you are encouraging, you know, or you're not even encouraging, it's like what you tolerate, you promote, right? So if you're like allowing their siblings or just like that environment around them to be kind of like toxic when it comes to weight, they're not going to feel comfortable talking to you about like, I feel really bad about my weight and I have really low self-esteem about it. And I'm really worried about it because they're going to feel like, you're just going to be like, well, you know, and I feel like that's just definitely not um, a good environment to encourage open communication. If you want to encourage open communication, you need to have like a really safe space. And I know that safe space is something that gets a lot of like flack these days because it's like, oh, safe space, this, that, and the next thing. But at the same time, I think that our homes with our children should be a safe space because in the reality, like nowhere else in the world really is, you know, like we can't expect our kids to like have a positive view of the world when like their first 18 years are not in a positive environment, you know? So I think that definitely um, the world will have enough checks and balances to make sure that they stay on the right track. We just need to be a safe place to kind of land when that's happening. So another thing is to be... um, Uh, not be afraid to listen to your child when they are bringing up negative body image concerns. So I think that when a child maybe brings up a negative body image concern, our first response is almost like denial. Like we're just like, no, 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 that's not true. Don't believe that. And like in the process of that, like we're not allowing them to really express what's happening and we're not really hearing them and like letting like what they're saying sit with us. And in a sense, like that can start to make a person feel like they don't want to open up to you because it doesn't feel like you're listening. It doesn't feel like you're helping them through that problem or you're processing it. You're just kind of like shutting down the problem. Like Your child saying, I have this problem and you're just like, no, you don't, you know, and I feel like definitely, you know, saying, no, you don't, or you have no reason to, or these sort of things. It's, um, well-intentioned. And I think that it's kind of like the obvious thing, because I feel like for a lot of us growing up, like our parents are probably that way of just kind of like, well, everything's fine, you know, but I think that definitely sitting and taking the time to really hear them out really understand why they feel the way that they do, understand where that's coming from so that you can kind of start to maybe have these conversations we talked about. Like, you know, what about Photoshop? What about, you know, this, that, and the next thing? Because maybe they'll tell you, like, I feel this way about myself because it feels like I look around and everyone looks more fit than I do. And then you can kind of talk to them from there about all of those things, you know, Um, and really have a good open conversation that you wouldn't have had with them if you had just shut it down and been like, no, you're good enough, goodbye, you know. Um, And then also just really pay attention and listen for any negative body comments such as like, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly, I'm so whatever. Pay attention to that. And like whatever they do start having these kind of self-negative talks, call them out in a kind, loving way and say like, hey, where did that come from? You know, and then open that up to be a dialogue where they can feel like they can talk to you and tell you like why they feel that way, where that came from and how that started to evolve for them. Of course, last but not least is also to keep an eye out for 
any sort of odd behaviors when it comes to food. So like when you're having family dinners, pay attention kind of like for weird eating habits. Like are they kind of like pushing food around their plate but not really eating a lot? Are they like being weird with like how they're chewing food and, you know, just all kinds of stuff like that where you can just kind of say like, okay, it seems like you're kind of like avoiding eating dinner or it seems like you're trying to like, you know, be very, you know, mindful kind of of like what's happening on your plate. Um, I think that those are all good ways to kind of stay aware so that you can kind of have a conversation with them and say, you know, what's going on. If you can kind of get it before it gets too far gone, I think that you can save yourself and your child a lot of heartache by just being kind of aware as a parent about the circumstances of what's happening and just kind of go from there. And I think that with all of that being said, we do have more power than we think that we do. So I'm hopeful that these tips will have helped. Alrighty, that's a wrap on this episode of Slow Down Stacy. I am so excited that I got to make this episode. As I said in the intro, this has been such an important topic for me and one that's quite frankly shaped my entire life. So going through this and getting the chance to kind of research what I can do to help my daughter and your daughters and all of our daughters to not have the same fate that I had had is just honestly so amazing. And I feel so encouraged by this information because it makes me feel Like we as mothers and fathers and parents have so much more power over our child's environment than we think we do. And I think that there are some really practical tips and practical things that we can do to reduce the risk of our child kind of falling into this low self-esteem body image trap that I think so many young girls are so vulnerable to. So I think that it's just really exciting and I think really good news for all of us. If you really like this podcast, please do me a favor and write a review, subscribe, share it with your friends, and definitely um, spread the news. That helps this podcast to grow and helps get the message out there to all single moms and moms in general, that you are not alone, that there are people out here going through the same thing that you are, and that there is support and help, and that it's okay to be vulnerable and honest, and that everyone is here for you. All right, well, I hope you guys have a great week, and remember, you're doing great, sweetie.